Dear folks, I got this great job in a gas station. I don't want to say how much I'm getting, but let's just say it's a lot. I'm enclosing two dollars. That's a good boy. It's a lot of fun working in Ron and Anian. It's really nice. He's teaching me how to be impatient. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. You've got to be out of your mind to fix cars. I want you. The car doctor. You know, an alternator and, and an ABS control module to just start throwing parts like that at a 21-year-old car without some sort of firm diagnosis. It's like it's like trying to take a long walk off a short pier and not expect to get wet. I think somewhere along the way, somebody's going to get in trouble. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now... The new phone duck's here! The new phone duck's here! I'm somebody now! Millions of people look at this book every day! Here's Ronnie! Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. How great is it that we get together each and every weekend like this and uh, enjoy talking about cars? And uh, I'm glad to have you here with me as uh, we sally forth. And uh, you're listening to the Father's Day edition of the Car Doctor as uh, we honor dads um, all across this great country of ours. I know mine sure uh, did a lot for me. He was gone early, but... Um, I can honestly say I don't think I'd be fixing cars today if it wasn't for my dad teaching me about things mechanical and uh, um, what it was, what they're all about. Um, you know, as as as, a, as he did when I was a little kid. Um, it was it was it's it, it's quite the thing as I think about it going backwards and um, you know bringing it to mind. So this hour and uh, well maybe this hour maybe next hour but sometime this weekend we're going to give away a twenty five dollar gift card from the folks over at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Because we appreciate dads, and they appreciate dads, and Father's Day is June 17th, so we want you, know, we want you to know you can stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. You'll find gift cards and other hundreds of great Father's Day gifts from the folks at O'Reilly Auto Parts, from tools to air compressors and flashlights. What dad doesn't need more tools? My hand's up. Um, O'Reilly Auto Parts has exactly what dad wants at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day, as we say. But um, So we're going to be doing that this hour next, a $25 gift card. The decision of the judges, namely Tom and Tony, is final. But uh, we'll do that this uh, this weekend as well. I want to talk to you about the uh-oh moment. Um, the uh-oh moment happens every once in a while in auto repair, and you know it's 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 the root cause of every gray hair on your head if you're a mechanic that you just realize like what happened. 2010 Subaru came into the shop this week, and we've been planning this repair no lie since February. It took us the better part of three and a half, almost four months to get a transmission for this Subaru, this 2010 Subaru. Uh, it was a CVT. They were on back order. They had problems, and they were recalled, and then they were released, and then they were recalled again. and then. So long story short, the $7,000 transmission finally showed up. We took it apart on Monday. You ever work on a car and, you know, you're like, you're sure the part you're after is in there somewhere. You just have to keep taking things apart to get to it. And that's really what you basically do with this vehicle. You just keep taking things off until you can finally get the trans out. It was one of those jobs. So we finally get the trans out. 
Big, heavy guy, too. That trans had a way 500 pounds or more. My guess is six, but maybe I'm just getting old now. Heavy, you know, big combination of transmission and differential. We strapped, we slung some uh, engine hoists around the lift arms and dollied it off the trans jack when we got it out of the vehicle, and we dollied the new one in place using the lift arms in bay two, and then swung the trans into the car. And Danny was very careful. We were both working on it. We were both, you know, just everything had to be just so because this is a this is a big job. This is you know by the time with labor, this is you know uh, upwards of nine grand. And we're done. We finished it the second day. And we were really happy. We put it in gear. It worked. It was flawless. Everything did what it was supposed to do. We took it out for a road test. We're all excited. You know, the, the nine, $10,000 transmission repair went well. The week is off to a great start. It's now Wednesday. We kept it an extra day to be sure. Or was it Thursday? It kind of became a blur at that point. I think it was Wednesday. And I was in the office. I was answering the phone and, and, and doing some front office work. And Danny was in the bay, had the car up in the air and just checking it over one last time. And I just hung up the phone and I heard, uh-oh. That isn't exactly what I heard, but I can't say that here on radio. And it was like, wow, what, um, um, gee, Dan, what's going on, I said, or something like that. Now, the way Subaru makes this is the front differential has its own fill. And the fill comes in from the top, and then there really isn't a drain plug. There's an overflow sight plug. So you fill the front differential until the gear oil gets to the right level, and then it spills over, and eventually it spills down to the proper level, and you put this, the, the bolt back in, and you're done. Kind of, I, I, just, I don't know why we can't do this with a dipstick, but I guess it would take two cents to make a dipstick, but that's a whole other story. So Danny saw a sweat of gear oil on the side of the case by this overflow drain tube plug area. And we're looking at it, and the case is actually porous. There's actually, it actually looks like there's a hairline crack right in the side of the case of the, of the, of the 7,000, I think this was a $7,000 transmission, of the $7,000 transmission, that I believe is there I really believe when they refinish the trans, I think they tumble it, meaning that they put it in with some shot peen and they scuff the case up and, 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 and clean all the aluminum off. And, you know, it's a form of sandblasting, bead blasting, however you want to describe it. And I think they weaken the case. When they put the plug in at the factory, I believe they, they, they and spread the threads a little bit. And, oh, boy, now what do you do? You know, it's not really a, it's not so much a priority in the sense that once the gear oil finds its level in the trans, that's going to be it. It's, it's, it's not going to leak anything anymore anyway, and there's, there's no fluid on it. There's no real pressure on it. But now you've got this $7,000 transmission that you sort of can't get another one of, um, that you waited three and a half, almost four months to get. And what do you, what do you do? Washed off the case really good. Got all the gear oil out of it. There's a product out there called Permatex, the right stuff. 
another product that works so well that it should be illegal and probably is in certain states because why would something that makes sense actually be able to be used on a free and abundant basis? And with just the lightest little bit of a schmear, a schmear is something you do when you're having a bagel with cream cheese, but you also do it with RTV. You just give it a little whoop right over the case, just right where the porosity was, right where the seep of gear oil was, that, that hint, that stain. And you let it sit overnight. And you go home and you say your prayers and you talk to God and you talk to the mechanic God and you say, come on, you know, like, what do you do? Because, you know, what do you do? Do you, do you take the trans back out and wait for another one and hope that you get it? Do you, you know, put the old trans back in that didn't work, which is why you changed it in the first place? The customer was at the point with the old trans where it would stall when he pulled up to a traffic light and drive. And that couldn't last forever. And you come in the next morning and you look at it and you breathe a sigh of relief because it's bone dry and it's okay. But it's one of those moments when you hear, uh-oh, uh-oh, in a repair shop, not a good thing. It's kind of another word, but I can't say it here. And we delivered the car. And that's that's a true story from the Bays this week that really happened. And Danny, we told the customer about it. He's well aware of it. He understands. He agrees. We told him, look, it's still got warranty on it, but you know, I don't know if we can get another one. And the fact is, I don't know that I want another one. This trans works. You know, I don't know what the next one's going to be like. The funny thing, the one that really bothered me was, so I told the boys at Subaru about it, and my Subaru guys are great. And they were telling me, you know, that's the second one. And I said, what do you mean that's the second one? Well, we had one about three months ago that we bolted it in, and the case was warped on one side where the starter bolts up that it didn't sit flush against the block. And we couldn't figure that out. We ended up having to pull it back out and send it back to Subaru. And we're still waiting for warranty from them that they'll actually make good on it and give us credit for it, which kind of told me that I did the right thing because I could just see us standing there waiting for warranty. We're not even a Subaru dealer. I can't imagine how much of a hard time they'd give an independent repair shop. But the decisions that you have to make on a daily basis in auto repair to you know do the right thing, get the car back, fix it properly... It, it, daunting to say the least so but um we sorted it out and that's what this show is about if you're new to us by the way we're here to help you sort it out we're here to help you answers that make sense and uh, help solve your car problem and uh, we're glad to be here for you at 855-560-9900 the phones are backed up they're lit up let's uh, pull over and take a pause i'm ron and in the car doctor we'll come back right after this and open the garage doors don't go away don't you hate when you need some expensive part or service? It sure makes maintaining your car a frustrating task. Thankfully, Pep Boys has over a million parts in stock, like batteries, filters, brake pads, and more. And if you need a little extra help, the Pep Boys pros will install the part for you. Since 1921, Manny, Moe, and Jack's legacy has been to provide quality parts, service, and tires to people everywhere. So the next time you need car advice or simply want a service done, head to the pros. Visit your local Pep Boys or shop online at PepBoys.com. Welcome back. We're on the name of the car doctor, 855-560-9900. As we uh, get through this radio show, um, I've got my work cut out for me this weekend anyway. I've got to, I've got to work on the hot rod this weekend. There was a um, – see, this is why you should never close the headers. I had the headers open. I was out running around this morning with it, and uh, we had the cutouts open. And when I closed them, pulling into the garage, I heard tick, 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 tick. Uh-oh. So I think one of the rocker arms is loosening up or something's going on. So uh, we'll, we'll have to work on that tomorrow. That'll be my Father's Day experience. Let's go over and talk to uh, Robin in Steuben, Maine. 
92 Toyota pickup truck camper. And uh, what's going on here? Robin, welcome to the car, Doctor. Thanks, Ron. Yes. Um, so, I, in a fit of insanity, I flew to Florida last year and bought a uh, pickup with a camper body on it and drove which, it back. Which which was the insanity part? The drive, the flying, or the uh, buying the truck? Everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, you go through that. It's you know, it's everything. Yeah. I had I had to buy eight new tires uh, on the way home because uh, they were dry rotted from the sun in Florida. Maybe you went mad from age. Maybe it was a maybe yep. it was an age related thing. It happened. Well, it was 2014 tires. They were like, I got the receipt, but in four or five years in Florida, I don't know how long they were. Right. Anyway, they yeah. were no good. Yeah. And uh, and when I got home, I discovered it had termites. So I've rebuilt the whole thing. And my problem now is everything was working. But but there's always a but attached to that. Yeah. Well, uh, there are. Five red marker lights and five amber marker lights on the top of the camper part. Okay. And uh, they were working with my taillight system uh, until I connected up the house 12-volt system. And, uh, and I went down to have it inspected, and uh, they, I, had no, I had no taillights. I had no running lights, so the fuse was blown. Right. So after I panicked and called the car doctor Thursday, I, I disconnected the wires to the to the uh, upper lights and changed the fuse. Now I got now I've got running lights on the truck part. Right, but not on the top part. No, but I think I think I know what I've done. Um, I didn't go to O'Reilly Parts Auto Parts. I went to another place that didn't have two-wire marker lights. I had marker lights that were grounded through the body. So uh, it's got an aluminum uh, roof, fiberglass sides. The, the, the roof is sheet metal. Okay. So I figured in my wisdom, what the heck? That'll work, and I'll connect the, the negative wire to the aluminum, and... When I did that without the uh, without the house connected to it, it worked. A treat. All the lights worked. Now they don't, so I'm going to have to, I think, go back to what I should have had, which was the the, the two wire marker lights that are not grounded to the aluminum roof because something else must be. Well, the other thing to think about here is, do we have an issue with too many lights on that circuit? Well, there's 10 plus 6. There's and, 16 lights altogether. Okay, and what's the fuse rating? 15. All right, so if you've got you've got how many lights? 16? Yeah, I got uh, the tail lights, two side lights in the back. Well, let's do the math. If, front, each, if each bulb draws one amp, guess what? Yeah, I'm close. They're the little close. tiny bulbs in the marker lights, the ones that the bayonet, they're like, all glass, and they got the little metal bayonet, you know, and you plug right. them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm just saying, it's it's if each one draws an amp, you're over. So you're yep. at 16 amps. So that's why the fuse, or that could be why the fuse is blowing. So why can't we split the circuit? Why can't we split the power feed and just put another 15 amp fuse on the circuit? Uh, you know, or you know, do you have some type of a small amp meter you can clamp on and see what each bulb is drawing? Uh, I've only got an AC meter, amp meter. Well. 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I've got uh, I got any number of them. I just retired as a air conditioning refrigeration technician. Yeah, they usually so have I a switch. Be able to figure something out. Yeah, they usually have a DC and AC. They usually yeah. usually yeah. the meters go both ways. Yeah, I'm so, trying to. Uh, so, so why can't we just do that and figure out you know bulb draw? But I you know. Uh, some if we're lucky if you're lucky and each bulb draws three quarters of an amp you're still awful close yeah i'm still awful close so i i'm going to i'm 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 less panicked than i was because <laughs> okay. i know where where the problem is now right and what the problem might be but uh, i had another question for you which re is a sort of a in my quest to get older cars instead of newer cars okay uh, uh there's a 47 GMC pickup truck that's built on a, that's the body built on an S10 frame with a 307 Chevy automatic it runs it sounds good the body you know the body of the old truck is actually together the frame looks good the problem is that the uh, the bed of the pickup part has got that metal you know the slats and wood right that's all rusted out. So okay. it needs a it needs a bed. Yeah, it's no big deal. And the guy wants ten grand for it. Well, you know, if you can find something comparable for seven, then it's only worth seven. If you can't find another one and you really want it, and you've got yourself tested for insanity, and you know that it's not another moment of insanity like the Toyota and the trip to Florida, then it's worth yeah. ten. Well, I just have to drive twenty five miles down to the next town to look at this one. I don't have to fly to Florida, which right. is a a whole, right. whole other scene, as my wife has had uh, two hip replacements. Right. And she sets off the metal detector in every airport we ever walk into. Oh, boy. But, yeah. I mean, you know, listen, before you buy the older car that's in that's in Maine, that, you know, if it lived its life in Maine, how rusty did it get and so on and so forth, maybe your wife wants to go to Southern California. You know, maybe we want to find a vehicle out in Southern California. If you got to get on an airplane, I know. maybe you take I a plane know. ride well, there. My, my, my O3 Ranger is uh, is uh, just about to succumb to to main rust. Right. It's right. doing well at 248,000 miles mechanically. Right. But uh, rust-wise, the body is toast. And I've always found that if I want to buy an older vehicle, my wife is more than willing to go and see it as long as it's in Hawaii. The problem is, how do I get it back from Hawaii? I haven't found one that floats yet. So, But um, good luck in your search, Robin, and good luck in all your endeavors. And uh, keep staying insane. Sometimes you need that to keep the balance in life. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. What's more fun than listening to Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855-560-9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron. Hey, we're here. Let's go over and talk to Troy from Texas, 06 Buick. Uh, what is this, Troy? Is this a Buick Lucerne or a Lacrosse? Oh, it's a Buick Lucerne. Lucerne. So, what's going on here? Um, I just uh, I put it in the shop. And uh, they told me I had an upper oil pan gasket leak, and I was they had told me I had to take the, I had to take the motor out, flip it around. And I wanted to know, like, is that what you have to really do? Yeah, yeah. This is the V6, right? This must be the V6, the six cylinder. No, it's a V. It's the V8. The V8. 
The V8 is actually yeah. the, the V8 is actually easier to do from what I remember. It's the engine stays in the car, the front exhaust manifold comes off. The V6 the is is a lot more intense. The V6, the lower engine cradle has to come down, and you have to put the support bar on it because the you know there's there's nothing left holding the engine or the trans in. So what mm -hmm. what what kind of what kind of dollars did they quote you? Oh, he told me like because uh, uh, I had to get a uh, he told me like two thousand like twenty one hundred something like that to do it. Yeah, I would I would just question him on the procedure because from what i remember the v8s the uh the 46 v8 is an easier swap to do you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's and then let me ask the other question how many miles are on the car 109,000 miles 109 or 190 109,000 109 so in the case that the engine had to come out of the car why aren't we just resealing the engine why don't we just go through the whole thing? Yeah. Right? You know, if, yeah. if, if that's if that's the procedure, which I don't think it is, but just in case it is, uh, you know, at least then get some bang for your money. How big mm -hmm. is how big is the oil leak? Um, it's it's pretty big. It's pretty big. He said it's pretty big because he said when he looked up on it, it says oil out in front of the car. That's what made me take it to the shop because I had just huh. having just so having to look up on my car. Like, man, why is that all that stuff on my car? Okay. I just took it in. I had an oil leak. And I was just like, all right. You know, the other the other question I've got is at 109,000 miles. You know, is it just the oil pan gasket? What does the rear main look like? You know, you start to listen. I'm a bang for the buck kind of guy. If I've got to take something, if I've yeah. got to take an engine out of the car, I want to get to all the hard stuff at once. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to bring it back in six months and go. You know, hey Troy, guess what? We got to pull the engine back out because today we're going to do. You know this. <laughs> um, okay. you, you know, I want to get it all done at once, but I don't think so. Um, my memory is to do an oil pan gasket on a V8 Lucerne. It's done in the car. All right, the front exhaust pipe and manifold comes off. A, he said it was the upper oil pan gasket. Oh, he's talking about okay. He's talking about the girdle. All right. Uh, yeah, in that case, the engine may have to come out of the car. That's different. All right, okay. that's different. Now, now, if the like I said, if the engine does have to come out of the car, what's it going to cost to reseal the entire thing? Yeah. All right. You know, because mm -hmm. once it's out, let's let's reseal it. And you know, the other thing that I always have in the back of my mind is why did it start leaking? It's easy to say, ah, it's just old and. You know, the gasket failed, or I believe, see, now I'm thinking about this. I think the upper oil pan gasket is an RTV seal. Uh -huh. All right? And if it's an RTV seal, then why did the RTV fail? I've, I, I've got to say, I've, I'm going to say never, which I'm probably forgetting something, but I'm going to say I rarely, I'll say it like that, I rarely see the RTV fail. In the seam, in the seam seals between the pan and the gaskets, or the pan and the block, on the GM products of that vintage, and a lot of them, RTV generally doesn't fail. It's either something blew it out, or there's a there's a leak somewhere else that they're not following it down. So, okay, man. And let me let me just put this I'm thought in your head: is this is this your regular mechanic? You know these guys? You trust these guys? Um, I had got a car done by them maybe maybe seven eight years ago when I had. I've been having this car. I just got this car 
I probably had about three months, and then I just started doing this. I just said, I took it to them again. Right. And then uh, I had, took it to them, and they had gave me a quote on my doing my transmission and then doing this. And then I had said, I'm going to call another mechanic. And then he's like, nah, they charge you too much. They're trying to charge you too much for all that. Yeah, maybe it's time and to get a second. Is. Maybe it's time to get a second opinion on this. Just because something yeah. something's just starting to add up cockeyed. Yeah. Cause they told me for a whole job, for like a whole job, it said like forty five hundred. I'm like, man, that's too much money, man. Yeah, it's and, and, I, and that's what that's a, that's to, that's to fix the oil pan leak and put a trans in it. Yeah, and I have the transmission. I, like I bought a new one already. Right. And he was talking about that's how, that's how much it was going to be. I'm like, oh no, that's too much money, man. So. Well, you know, it's only too much money. Let me be devil's advocate here for a minute, if I can. It's it, it's it's only too much money if that's not what the job is worth. If the car really needs a transmission and you know, but but it's 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 like you need more information here. And somebody yeah. needs to and you know, listen, you ever walk into a you ever walk into a deli and say, Give me roast beef on a hard roll, lettuce, tomato, mayo, salt, pepper, and you don't question it? Right? And you don't mm -hmm. que you don't question it because it's, you know, seven, eight, nine bucks, right? It's not a big deal. Walk into a repair yeah. shop and say, "Hey, I need the engine resealed, or I need an oil pan gasket, a trans swap," and they come up with this number forty five hundred dollars. Okay, tell me how you got there. I want to see the tomatoes. I want to know the lettuce. I want to know how much roast beef's in that sandwich. I want to know the details. Is this an arbitrary number? Show me where this is. You know, if the shops, if the shop is a hundred dollars an hour and it's 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 30 hours that's 3 grand show me where it's 30 hours 30 hours is is it one guy working 10 hours a day for 3 days or 4 days at 8 hours a day you get my point you know start to start yeah. to start to count hours how are we doing this you know it's mm -hmm. it's 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 it needs an explanation or it begs an explanation by the same token if these are your regular guys and you trust them but then again i've got to say if you trusted them you wouldn't be calling me most people that you know yeah. they, they they you know they've got the relationship with their mechanic they're not they're not calling me so I guess um I guess it's time for a second opinion can I ask you a question how do you listen to the car doctor where do you listen to us down in Texas are we on there on radio or are we on podcast or what are we doing um uh, I have my um my brother-in-law um he had a car job before and he was like hey man just call them man they'll tell you what to do Cause my girl, just I was talking about talking about it with my girl. She said, "Just talk to him. call my brother." So I ca called her brother. He was like, "Just call the car doctor." I said, "All right, huh. call the car doctor." There you go. And then, uh, you made you made yeah. my man Tony smile. Tony wants to know where you live in Texas. Oh, I live right um, Austin, Texas. Austin, Tony. Yeah, Tony says good barbecue in Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it goes down to Texas. Yeah, well, Tony's Tony Tony's a Texas boy at heart, so. Um, but yes, sir. So listen, go talk to your mechanic and uh, get back to us. Let us know what happens next week. Would you do that? All right. All right, Troy. Good luck to you, babe. All right. Thank you, Ron. You're welcome, sir. Take good care. 855-560-9900. Ron and Andy, the car doctor, and Tony going to Texas for some barbecue in Austin. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back, Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Let's, uh, I guess we're going to Hawaii. Wayne, did you get permission from uh, 
No, I guess it's okay. Wayne in Hawaii. Wayne in Maui. Um, how can I help yeah. you, sir? What's going on? Hello, Ron. Um, I've got a 04 Nissan Altima 2.5S fuel pump. Uh, seemed like the car ran out of gas. Had it towed home. Ordered a fuel pump. First one was wrong. Second one is California Mission. Six little screws on top. The old deal. Uh, the factory went out. It's only got seventy nine thousand on it. And uh, well, the factory went out. Got a new one uh, from eBay. Uh, put it in. Checked all my relays. Switched them around. All my fuses. Checked that they were all good. Um, shot some starting fluid in the intake to make sure the motor would run. And uh, I can hear the. I can hear it come on. Because you lift your back seat, and that's how you get to the pump. Right. So it's right in the car, so I can hear it with running uh, cycle, but uh, it won't pump. So my question's been uh, to any mechanic I know: what could make a fuel pump not pump? So, so the pump runs electrically. Yes, I, and I took uh, my own meter to it, and in the uh, key position on. Uh, I got power all the way through, um, and it cycles. Like I said, you can hear it as soon as you engage the key. You can hear it come on. Uh, I put the high pressure hose in uh, all the way. Um, made sure I had a good uh, connection, good ground, uh, whole nine yards, and it won't pump. Then I've got to say it's an internal fault in the pump itself. Pardon me. It's got to be an internal fault in the pump itself. Yeah, I have a new one coming. I was hoping to get here today. Um, it was just a stroke of luck that I even got on uh, the show. Right. Uh, I've been listening to you for years, for years and years and years. And uh, I'm a mason by trade, but I'm kind of handy with tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, let me just say it like this. You know, back at the pump, I believe it's a black, yellow, and a black. Black, yellow is power from the relay. Yeah. And, and black should be ground. I would, I would, you know, find that connector. Um, it, it, you know, here's here's the ultimate question. It always comes back to right. Will the circuit handle the load? Okay, so uh, you know, I would go out and I've got a couple of them kicking around the shop. I've got old school round and square headlights. Uh, you know, an old school headlight is, is is a great test tool. All right, it'll it'll put anywhere from a a six to a ten amp load on the circuit, and you know, you'll see it light up. So I would I would take that headlight and I would disconnect the fuel pump connector in this case and I'd, I'd wire it to the black yellow in the ground the black and turn the key on that headlight should go on for up to five seconds which is fuel pump prime that's when the computer would cycle the relay in the ipdm to, to to run the fuel pump does the headlight light up yes or no if the headlight lights up game over that's it it's the pump there's just not a lot else it can be or there's contaminant in the tank that's that's somehow clogging the pump the screen not allowing it to run inside that tank yeah. is immaculate right. because uh, i can look right down in there when i take the fuel right. pump out yeah, no, i can't figure that i'm just saying but from a from a lot i just don't want anybody else out there going well wait ron what if it's dirty in the tank one of us had to mention it um yeah you, absolutely you know, so, but I would just want to be sure, do I have 100%, do I have proper voltage? Because if I we... I did that with my, with my uh, a partner was here. Uh, I put the ohm meter uh, in the power uh, plug and had him uh, cycle the key on. You mean, you, mean it, you, you were using it as a voltmeter? Just, right. just, just to keep it, just to keep you honest. Um, so, yeah. you know, and that's good because, you know, the number one failure on that vehicle, the Achilles heel on that vehicle, 
is the fuel pump relay in the IPDM, in, in, in the power distribution module under the hood. Right, and I switched those around. Okay. Uh, I actually tested them and then switched them around just for giggles. You know, I, I used uh, one for the uh, heater, defrost, uh, same relay. Basically, there's three of them right there um, with a standard 15-amp uh, fuse. Well, wait a minute now. And wait a minute. Time, 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 time. My understanding was, from what I remember, the fuel pump relay... Why do I think the fuel pump relay is not available separately on that car? I'm not sure, uh, but I Googled and YouTubed everything, and, and uh, it says the, the fuel pump relay is right up in the front in the little box there where all the wires go into. Okay, do this. Says, do, do this, because I'm up against the clock. Let's just make sure you've got the right relay that you're swapping. Take what you right. be, Take what you believe is the fuel pump relay out, just take it out. Does that okay. does the fuel pump still make noise? Does it does it stop, you know, trying to work? If it stops trying to work, you got the right relay. If it doesn't stop trying to work, then you got the wrong relay and now you've got to verify voltage all over again. Okay. Right? Prove it's bad. Prove it's bad. Make me make me a believer, brother. <laughs> Not bad for a dial guy, huh? All right, yeah, you're doing all right. Listen, you come to New Jersey, I'll put you on work for a week. We'll you, can, you can get a T-shirt and a rotten cup of coffee on Friday. I spent the week with the car doctor and survived. So let me know what happens, Wayne. Either that or I'll come to you and I'll bring the coffee. 855-560-9900. The car doctor's back right after this. Welcome back. We're on the, the car doctor holding court this hour at 855-560-9900. Let's go over and talk to Dave in Iowa with a 2018 Dodge Charger. Dave, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, sir. Uh, what uh, situation is kind of odd. I just wondered if you'd ever run across it or if you have, uh, maybe you can give me some advice as to what to do. But, sure. Uh, I bought a, uh, I bought a uh, 2018 uh, Dodge Charger uh, with uh, SRT motor in it and whatnot. But anyway, uh, I, uh, from the dealer, I had the car coated with a product called Silijet. And uh, never, I did have the car brought, brought, I bought it off the Internet, and I had the car delivered via transport. Never noticed any problem or whatnot, but uh, later, uh, about a month or two later, uh, lifted the hood and noticed that uh, there were there was uh, these cosmetic spots uh, all over the the plastic parts of the motor. And no matter what uh, we used to try to you know to uh, remove it, it uh, it's like it it's like it's it, it's almost like some type of a uh, like a stain, that, that, like like a yeah. like a stain, Dave. What, what is what is Silijet? What was it supposed to do? Quickly, the clock's going to take us. Well, the Silijet is is uh, it's, it's meant to put a coating on your car that that basically you you just wash it with water. Okay, have you gone back to the dealer and talked to them? Well, I, I did reach out to them. I actually went to the Chrysler the Chrysler people and. Dave, I'm sorry. The clock's going to take us. I've got to go. I'm running in the car doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're prices. Dave, call the dealer. Work it out with them. Call me next week. I apologize. 